You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey everyone, this episode of An Eternity of Basketball is part of the Globally Ballin Podcast Network, a subsidiary of the Globally Ballin Media Network. For this show and other shows like it, such as the Globally Ballin Podcast, as well as projects like it, such as original articles and video work, visit globallyballin.com now. If you like this show, be sure to subscribe to it, as well as give it a 5-star rating and a review. We appreciate it. Now, to the show. We have reached episode 50 of An Eternity of Basketball, and tonight we will have a very, very special show. But before that, of course, we'd like to uh, invite everybody to download An Eternity of Basketball on its audio form right now. Of course, uh, it is available on Spotify and on Anchor as well. So all of our episodes are now in audio form. Keep us in the background wherever you go. An Eternity of Basketball, the podcast is now in audio form. And of course, we are part of the Globally Ballin' Network. And you can also check out the Globally Ballin' Podcast. And uh, that's exactly what we were talking about earlier, right? The Eternity of Basketball also is now on YouTube. But uh, Globally Ballin' Podcast where we take a surface-level view of sports and opportunities around the world. Check that out as well. And one of our friends also here at the uh, Globally Ballin' Network has her own show. It's called Hang Time with Cassie G, where Cassie warmly gets to talk to the personalities in the volleyball world. You can check out all the social media accounts to keep in touch with all of the podcasts and vodcasts here in the Globally Ballin' Network. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, good evening to wherever you are around the world. Episode 50 of An Eternity of Basketball, and we have a doozy for us, uh, for you guys tonight. My name is Noel Zarate. with Charlie Kuna, Sid Ventura. We'll follow in just a few moments. Uh, and uh, he's there. He's, he's, there, know, he's there. He's there. He just made it. So Sid Ventura is with us, and today we will talk about what transpired 30 years ago. We have to go back to 1989, actually, when Borislav Stakovic declared open basketball, meaning all the professional players around the world can compete for their countries in international competition. And way before the 1992 Dream Team existed, the first ever Dream Team came from the Philippines when the PBA uh, national team, a national team formed by PBA players, of course, saw action in the 1990 Asian Games in Beijing, China. So joining us tonight, of course, Noel Zarate, Charlie Kuna, Sid Ventura, joined tonight by former PBA MVP, who's been a guest on the show as well, Coach Alan K. Dick, and one of the assistant coaches on that side, Mr. 100%, Norman Black, also joining us from the bubble in Pampanga. Good evening, gentlemen. I'll start with you, Coach Norman. How is it going there in the bubble? Uh, it's okay. Everything has gone smoothly so far. We, we drove up yesterday morning on Monday morning. And when we arrived, everything was very well organized. Um, we were whisked right off the bus, right into the testing area where we were tested for the coronavirus. And then after that, we were told to go straight to our rooms where I am right now. So we've basically <laughs> been in the room for over a day now. And tomorrow, hopefully our results will be out and we'll be able to start practicing already. 
All right, let's hope the cabin fever doesn't bite you in these two days that you have to be in your locked up, hold up in your hotel room. Coach Allen, welcome back. Of course, Coach Norman, also guest on our show. Coach Allen, uh, Allen welcome back. Hi, good evening, everyone. Uh, Coach Norman, hi, good evening. And uh, of course, I just want to congratulate you guys on your golden, uh, golden uh, episode. And thank you for making me a part of it. Maraming salamat sa inyo. You know, imagine, uh, guys, and Noel said, uh, Coach Norman was our Episode 2 guest and uh, Coach Alan was our Episode 4 guest. And it seems like it was just yesterday, but I guess it's been an eternity since then. Well, of course, <laughs> I know that uh, these two gentlemen will shed some light on the process that happened 30 years ago. Not really today, because today was actually rest day ng Pilipinas, uh, September 30. They did have a game. But uh, 30 years ago, guys, do you, think about that. Coach Norman, can you fathom that all of this actually happened 30 years ago in 1990 when we set our first professional team to represent the country? Yeah, that, that was historic, actually, <laughs> the fact that mm -hmm. that happened. And then we always wondered what would happen if we allowed the professional players to play as part of the national team and represent the country. And we found out that year when we went to Beijing, China. That was a great experience for me because um, I had battled a lot of those players as a player for so many years, particularly Sonny Jaworski. But then all of a sudden <laughs> I was his teammate and his roommate. I was his roommate yeah. there in Beijing, China. So I got to know him quite well because we were together for about three weeks while we were there. Well, well Coach Alan, uh, you're, you had a fantastic 1990. In fact, you went on, you were MVP in 1990. Then all of a sudden, you're on a plane to Beijing and you're looking around uh, the plane. Nakikita mo yung mga na players uh, in the PBA at that moment. What was going through your mind nung papunta na kayo, en route na kayo from Manila to Beijing na kasama nyo itong grupo ito, first time professionals will be allowed to represent a country in a competition? Uh, we are all excited, uh, you know, because uh, uh, that's the first time a professional team will allow to play internationally. Also, uh, when I got injured in that uh, conference, that All-Filipino conference, uh, mm -hmm. I got really down and frustrated because I feeling ko baka I, I won't make it in that lineup. Pero hook or by crook, dapat nandun ako. It's a history in the making for us, kaya dapat... Nandun ako, kaya good thing, uh, recover in time, and kapasama sa lineup. Nice. You know, I'll, I'll ask a question to Coach Norman, you know. Uh, we'll talk about the players later, but Coach Norman, how did you end up becoming part of the coaching staff for this team? You had some sort of coaching, of course, rivalry, playing coach kind of thing going on with Coach Sunny Jaworski, and all of a sudden, you're an assistant together with Coach Rino Salazar, and then, then and as you said, you're roomed with Coach Sunny. Um, how well did you know him prior to this, and how how close were you after this entire experience with with Coach Sunny? Well, you have to remember it. During that time, we both worked for the same company. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he worked for Hinebra. I worked for San Miguel. They were both owned right. by San Miguel Corporation. So, mm -hmm. in that way, we did have some a sort of relationship because um, Mr. Bear Navarro was the manager at that time, and right. uh, the managers of all the teams were very very close. So. In a way, we, we were teammates. We were working for the same company, but on the court, we had been to war quite a few times against each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sonny was a very physical player, so we always <laughs> had confrontations with Tim during the course of the game if you were playing against him. And mm -hmm. I was really interested in working with him because 
you know, there was um, almost like a legend behind Sonny. You know, how come he was able to play so long? How come he was so strong on the basketball court? And, you know, from working with him and being able to live with him for a few weeks, um, I found out that he was a very dedicated player or person, and he worked very hard. I mean, Sonny was lifting dumbbells every day when we were there in our condo mm-hmm. there in Beijing. I mean, he was he would get on the floor and do his sit-ups and his push-ups, and, um, you know, he was really into conditioning. So I'm not sure why he chose me, maybe because we had just won the Grand Slam the year before, um, but I was added to, to being part of the coaching staff. And, of course, I had a few players on that team at that time, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coach Norman, I have a question about the composition of the team. So you've, you guys got where the PBA already said, all right, we're sending our professionals here. Um, how, what was the, the thought process or the, the process in acquiring all of these players, um, at least in the pool initially, and then finally choosing the final 12? Well, if you remember back in those days, we did not really have much preparation for the national team tournaments. We basically took the best players available at that time mm-hmm. from the PBA teams. And let's face it, like you say it's a dream team. It was almost like an all-star team coming from the, the PBA where the best players were part of that team, at least most of the best players were. So mm-hmm. um, we knew we needed big men, but of course we weren't that big. I mean, we had Benji Paraz, we had Armand um, Fernandez, we had Chito Loizaga, and Chito was the one who did most of the, most of the uh, heavy work against the centers mm-hmm. of the other team, despite the fact he was only about 6'3". But, you know, we just took the best players available at that time. That was really the thought process. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Coach Alan, yeah, I have a question for you. Enough. Yeah. Um, you mentioned you were injured. I, I remember that game at the South Filipino Conference against, I think, Pure Foods uh, Game 6. And you ended up actually missing Game 7, which uh, Presto went on to win. Yeah. Um, and I recall there was really some concern if you would be able to join the, I know, if your hand injury would be able to uh, heal um, right away, you know. Um, what was going through your mind, naman nun, uh, as the deadline was approaching for the submission of the final lineup? Were you be really given any assurances by Coach uh, Sonny or the back that uh, you would be in, still be included? Uh, what I remember that time was. Uh, I think after two weeks, they they, they send the, the lineup, uh, the, the pool, uh, and I was included in the lineup. So what I did was join them in the practice, even if uh, my home is still in uh, but yeah, but, uh, but I still joined the practice of the timeline, uh, okay. some conditioning drills, and then listening to the coaches, uh, the players, and uh, the system groups, uh, some uh, you are hoping that uh, in time they will select the uh, final and be ready on that. So, uh, the doctors then was uh, Dr. Canlas and Dr. Rivera making sure double effort to look at my hand. At the same time, you know, I will report para uh, just in time to, to make that final lineup. I'm ready. You know, you know, that's what I recall in that. Mm-hmm. Yung, yung first game nyo ba, was there any pain when you shot the ball? Yeah. The first game? Uh, what, uh, the early part, what I did was uh, just to get in shape, uh, I shoot with my right hand. Yeah. 
And then eventually, I started uh, practicing or passing, dribbling, but making sure na it's heavily taped. Uh, and then I put some, uh, what do you call this, parang uh, wristband, para hindi siya tumulas. Lukoplast, lukoplast. Yeah, a protection. Uh, they, they put a metal, a metal cast na nilagay doon just to, to protect the, the yeah. hand. Eventually, uh, uh, I played with the pain. And even game, ano ba, nandun na kami sa Beijing, I still hurt him. Talagang, andun lang talaga yung dedication mo to, to help the team win and uh, to be part of that uh, uh, 1990 Asian Games. Okay, be before we continue, we'd also like to welcome another member of that 1990 Asian team, a four-time PBA MVP, and finally overcoming technical issues kayo, Don Ramon Fernandez. Gandang gabi, Don Ramon. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you made it, you made it. Charlie. Kamusta, kamusta. Don Ramon, when was the last time you talked to Coach Norman Black? Before this, <laughs> a few a few weeks or last month, I suppose, we were in the same photo uh, or something like this. <clears throat> yeah, and we just did a Zoom together recently. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we're I think there. people people are people are talking more often now on Zoom than they did in actual in real life before the 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 quarantine happened. The last time the last time we talked with Norman was we remained. And what we did to each other inside the court. That's a topic. That's a topic for another day. We can talk about that. Yeah. Just the two of you. Don Ramon, Ramon. When when you were part, when you were made part of this team, news spread around the Asian Games that there's this 39-year-old player from the Philippines who will be uh, who will be uh, representing the country, guys. Yeah. They were looking around and they said, I don't see any 39-year-old on that team kasi nag-ahit pala kayo nung time. So what is it like that? They thought I was 19 still because when I joined in the first Asian Games, I was the youngest, I was 19. And this time, I was the oldest. So they completely forgot about me. <laughs> and again, you know, Don Ramon, going back to that, ano, to the selection, your selection, you do the team na yon. Yun yung time na that was just barely months after the 1999 All Star Game. Nung nagka ano na, then you and uh, Coach Sani uh, finally put the pass behind you. What was it like now working with Coach Sani uh, as your coach for the first time, actually? Uh, well, there was really nothing extraordinary about it because we were teammates for 10 years before that. You know? And, uh, you know, uh, we uh, players uh, easily adapt to any situation uh, as far as the team is concerned, with regards to the team is concerned. So we adapt uh, uh, to any situation. But it wasn't really something extraordinary. It's just that we were faced uh, with uh, with a job to do, so we have to work hard together. Everybody in that in that matter. See, Coach Alan, I'd like to ask you: when when you found out who the other players were on the in the pool that they were forming for that 1990 team, were you surprised to see Don Ramon Fernandez's name included in that uh, in the pool? 
No, not at all. Kasi it's been played really well. That, that, uh, that, you know, I don't know. I got MVP siya, 1988 ba? Uh, yes. Correct. So, so he, ano pa yung prime year niya? Prime year niya. Same thing with the other players. No, ako, sabi ko pa, that, that, I'm 27 years old that time. And that was my best year siguro. I could say that's my best year in the PBA. Kaya, uh, make sure na, na mapasama talaga ako doon kahit na-injured ako. I, even yeah. if I'm not 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Coach Norman, yeah, Norman uh, you... uh, go ahead, Sid. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sid. Okay, uh, Coach Norman, yeah, you you coached uh, many of the players on that team uh, at one uh, time or another during your uh, coaching career at PBA, but there are also those you didn't coach. Uh, which which ones among those that were uh, coaching for the first time were you um, you you were, pleasant, you were pleasantly surprised to discover something about uh, that you didn't know before? I'm having a hard time hearing the question. Huh? Okay. Okay, well, let's see. Have to make it. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an audio problem with with Coach Norman. That's one of the problems we we're having earlier. I'll, I'll try to repeat the question, Coach Norman. Mm. What what Sid was asking was uh, some of the players on the team you had never coached before. Um, did you find anything uh, that pleasantly surprised you about these other players that you've ne- that you've never coached before, like uh, the Hinebra guys or or some of the guys from Presto? Well, I I had not coach some of the players before you're correct yeah. but i played against them mm-hmm. so i knew them already remember this is uh, 1990 and yeah. i think Martin and i well, we, we won two championships in 1988 together at san mm-hmm. miguel and of course we won the grand slam in 1989 i came back and played that following year 1990 so um i knew all of the players because i've actually gone up against them on the court and you know, the thing that really surprised me the most was the, you know, I always knew that Chito Luizaga was a, a good player because he was the one who always guarded me whenever I played against his teams. But I didn't know he was that strong. I mean, what he did against the North Korean that time, I think the North Korean was 7-4, I believe. Yeah, I think he was 7-8. 7-8. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. He was 7-8, yeah. I had a whole new respect for Chito Luizaga after that, after that game because of what he did that particular game. So some of the players did surprise me. Um, you know, you asked the question to Mon, I mean, why would he not be on the team? He was mm-hmm. one of the best big men in the league, even at that time. So he should have been on the team. Uh, right. Of course, Allen played very well. Sam Boy Lim had some really good moments in that tournament for us. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't coach everybody, but I was familiar with everybody at that time. Okay. Co- coach Norman, during the selection process, were there some players that you felt – um, should have made the team, but didn't? Well, I thought at that time we took the best players. I mean, remember, our preparation was not very good for that particular tournament because um, mm-hmm. at that time, <clears throat> there was total concentration on the PBA, and there was no concentration on the PBA players representing the country in a national team tournament. So um, we were put together at the last second, as we were under four, five, six years after that, um, I had very much preparation. So I think Coach Sonny just had to choose the best player available at that time. He didn't really have much time to really think about, you know, debating on who he was going to take. He just had to make decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run down the, the lineup, the final 12 lineup, and um, uh, here, here are the players that represented the country in 1990. 
Yeah, number four, Hector Calma. Number five, Ronnie Magsano. Uh, number six, Alvin Patrimonio. Number seven, Benji Paras. Number eight, Alan Kaibik. Number nine, Samboy Mim. Um, number 10, Ramon Fernandez. Uh, number 11 was Dante Gonzalgo. Number 12 was Ivestig Nadise. Number 13 was Zaldiria Lubit. Uh, number 14 was Tito Loisaga. And of course, number 15 was Ray Cuenco. And, uh, that number 13 guy was supposed to be Jerry Codinera, but uh, he had hepatitis and had to be replaced with uh, Zaldiria Lubit. So uh, I'm going to ask Charlie and Steve, what did you think of that lineup when you first saw it? Well, obviously we were. I was really excited to to have that that whole team together. I think it was one of the best teams that you could ever put together. Um, some people were questioning the inclusion of the two Hinebra players. I remember at the time, uh, mm -hmm. Gonzalo and uh, and Cuenco. But you know that's that's Coach Johnny uh, Jaworski's team. So why not get some guys who are familiar to you, right? I'm I'm pretty sure that was the, the justification there. But I was really I felt really bad when. Jerry Cordillera could not go. And Coach Alan, how did you feel when that when you found out that your partner could not make it with you guys on the trip? Oh, well, anyone, uh, the main we just want to the main guy to play your best. Because we don't have any problem to go to the final twelve, right? Uh, uh, we should go to Russia, but. Salvi Reilu playing really well that time. So, kaya maganda ka rin yun. Pero placement for Jerry. He's one of the main guys na nag-presta that time. Kaya we want to do the business. Parang deserving naman din siya to be there. Right, right. He was a good, good backup. See, Dikaw. Mario, man. Go ahead. Well, when I first heard that the Philippines is going to send an all-pro team to the Asian Games. Of course, I was excited. I was a big uh, well, EBA fan, a big Presto fan uh, back in the day. Uh, Coach Alan, you were my idol uh, uh, when I was uh, in college. And uh, I thought the lineup was pretty solid. And um, But my uh, my question is, there were there was some chatter back then about getting a naturalized player, specifically you, Coach Norman. Uh, there was some talk. Uh, the BAP uh, naturalizing you so that you could also join the team in the Asian Games. Was there any truth to this? Uh, did they ever discuss that possibility with you? Well, there was a lot of discussion about me being naturalized when I first joined San Miguel as um, a player coach. And mm -hmm. the person behind that was Mr. Danding Kowanko. He was the one who was really sponsoring that and supporting that. But if you remember correctly, he left in 1986. Yeah. And that's yes. pretty much where everything stopped after that because he didn't <laughs> turn for a few more years down the road. And nobody with the national team even discussed that with me after he left. Um, he was the one who was really supporting that. He was the one who was backing it. And the process was, it was in place because I was already a permanent resident, which I still am up to now. And that's the first step. And the next step was to become naturalized. And there were a lot of um, processes I would, would have had to go through. But I would have had to do that with his support. And once he left, that all changed. But initially, that was the idea mm -hmm. under Ron Jacobs. Coach Ron Jacobs, I was going to play under him. He was the one who was actually supporting that idea. 
But my question now is for Don Ramon Fernandez. Uh, Don Ramon, yeah. of course, being the Eastman now of the, the team, you had a lot of big guys that you had to mentor already when you were there in Beijing. But talk about this very young and raw rookie MVP na sumama sa inyo, itong si Benji Paras. Kamusta yung relationship nyo noon? At anong, anong naiambag mo sa kagalingan ng Benji Paras? Yeah, although uh, I was at with a, a very young team, uh, and we only prepared for what 14 days, Norman. Am I right? I think maybe about uh, just two weeks. I was pretty sure that uh, we will be very competitive, uh, and I know uh, we can beat the other countries except uh, China, really, because uh, <clears throat> I've seen uh, uh, the Chinese teams since way back early 1974. So China was really our main problem, and uh, it's proven right, no? We we lost them twice in that uh, tournament. So uh, I was confident with the teammates that I had at the time that we were uh, going to make it to, to the championships, really. Yung, yung veggie para talaga, uh, Don Ramon, kasi nga maraming nagsasabi na ikaw yung... Nung nung time na yun, that of your opportunity, parang passing of the torch yun nangyari. I mean, the four-time MVP, uh, MVP now passing to the next big man. So talk about yung batang-batang Benji para. So what was your impression of him nung magkasama na kayo finally in China? Uh, we had a very good <coughs> relationship with Benji from the beginning. <coughs> in fact, uh, our personal relationship uh, with him... Uh, you can say it blossomed uh, in that trip, no? We had so much fun playing together. Uh, you know, uh, we players don't really have a hard time adjusting to one another. No? Uh, them together in an instant, everybody clicks right away, no? So there was really no problem. And uh, uh, the same with the other team members, no? That's why uh, we were successful in a way in that, uh, up to a certain extent in that uh, uh, tournament. No? So there was really no problem with us. We clicked right away. Uh, we became good friends. In fact, <clears throat> uh, on our way home, we passed through Hong Kong that time. No? And uh, he and uh, Benji and Ronnie Magsanok wanted to go ahead, go because they will play uh, a game in the PBA already, Shell. Kaya niloko ko sila ng dalawa nun. Sige, pag iniwanan mo kami rito, pagdating sa PBA malaw, pagtitirahan na tayo, hindi na tayo magkakaligat. They, they stayed on, no? Uh, we were in for a day or two, I think, after that, uh, after that, uh, Coach Norman, how about you? I mean, uh, you, you knew this kid, uh, Benji Paras. You'd, you'd seen him, uh, coached against him uh, since 89. What did you see from him? Did you think because he did 
have a great tournament. He was, you know, people mm. were holding on to him and he was still dunking that ball in the Asian games. And so how, how what did you see from him? Were you surprised that he was actually that strong and, and that good in that in those Asian games? No, I wasn't because, you know, normally a lot of times when you're going up against other players, you take a look at them and you compare yourself to them and you mm -hmm. see where you have your advantages. And, you know, the one thing Benji had going for him is he was more athletic than almost everybody on the floor. I mean, he basically could out-jump everybody. And he was very aggressive going to the basket. That was his thing. He really shot a set shot more than a jump shot. But yes. he was very accurate with it. And, hey, he was young. He was energetic. Um, and mm -hmm. Benji was a fun guy. You know, he was a guy who enjoyed the game. He loved playing the game of basketball. But I thought that he knew that he was more athletic than most of the other guys from the Asian countries. And he really tried to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. uh, can I just have a follow-up with Coach Norman? Coach, what, what, what was your designation as a, as a coach, as an assistant coach? Did you have a specific role to work with the big guys or were you supposed to be scouting for defense or something? What was, what was the role that Sonny asked you to, to uh, assume as an assistant coach? Well, I mostly concentrated on the defense. Um, okay. Reno Salas was the other assistant coach who was much closer to, to Sonny Jawad because he was his assistant coach in the PBA for so many right. years. And, of course, he would be closer to, to Coach Sonny. But at the same time, uh, Sonny gave him the responsibility to scout the other teams and try to come up with decent defense that we could go up against them with. And that was basically my responsibility. But um, with Sonny, you know, it wasn't really, you know, he didn't put you in a box and say, mm -hmm. hey, you can only do this. Um, we all contributed as far as the coaching was concerned on offense to defense and um he was very open-minded to listening to his assistant coaches at that time mm -hmm. okay thank you we have a question uh, of para coach alan um coach alan naalala natin the, the the previous asian games napakapait ng pagkatalo natin no, no 1986 uh, that was the time that we talked about it during your episode na ikaw na sana magiging hero para sa pilipinas pero charging foul ka daw Nung uh, time na yun, kalaban natin ng uh, Korea. Uh, oh, tapos ngayon, you're going back to the Asian Games with guys like Sampoy Lim, Ronnie Magsano, Alvin Patrimonio. Ito yung mga kakampi mo noong 1986. May, may, may added motivation ba sa inyo na kailangan natin bumawi, guys? Dapat champion tayo noong 1986. Uh, well, yes. Uh, you can say that. Uh, kasi, before we entered the PBA, uh, most, most, um, amateur players then uh, or collegiate players uh, the, the the vision or the goal is to to represent the country yan yung unang-unang uh, dream ng mga players ng araw before joining the PBA so uh, when we joined the PBA uh, ako noong 1987 parang you're surrendering your ano na eh, your your slot sa national team kaya nga noong 1990 when they opened it to the amateur players we were so excited in the Samboy because we will have a chance again to represent the country. So more than the the, the result and the, it's it's the the pride of representing the country again. The first and foremost, na nasa mind namin na na kailangan uh, we have to perform well and uh, do do for the for the country. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Pero yung ano, yung, yung naalala ko talaga, eh, sakit pa rin ng pagkatalo natin ng 86 Asian Games and and the way you guys performed doon sa 1990, we're gonna get to your game by game in just a, a few moments. Pero Don Ramon, ito naman, nung, ano, nung, nung nasama ka na finally sa, sa lineup na yun, and then you... Did they ask you? Did they ask you to tell stories about the 1974? Ano nung yari sa atin noon? Ano nung champion tayo? Tapos, um, what, what were the ano? Yung, yung mentorship niyo sa buong team. What was it like being uh, among these guys? Wala na at that time, Noel. Nakalimutan na yung several decades ago. The <laughs> '74, no? Uh, we were. Uh, Wala na. Yung, yung present situation na lang ang kapag-uusapan with regards to basketball. At I was with the uh, uh, Sanigan team already for, I was in my second year with them. I, I uh, joined them in 88. So, uh, basically, hindi na napag-uusapan yun. Walang napag-uusapan na gano'n. Okay. So, so basically, guys, yung nangyari din sa Pilipinas uh, during that competition already, nalagay tayo sa, ano bang grupo natin doon? Sa kasama Group C. Group C. Group C. Pakistan and Japan. Uh, sa elimination round. And your first game was, I don't know if you guys remember, it was against Pakistan. And, uh, well, it was basically a uh, cakewalk, 129 to 81. Uh, mm -hmm. No, um, Coach Ala, I remember you scored like four three-point shots in this game uh, against Pakistan. If I'm not uh, mistaken, you, you scored four straight, but your your hand was heavily damaged. Uh, you know, uh, the, do the three of you have uh, recollections about this particular game? It was the first game. Uh, were, were there any jitters? And uh, Coach Ala, yeah. yeah. Ay, ako? Uh, sorry. Yeah, yung Pakistan, oh. Pakistan game, coach. Pakistan, the opening game. Hindi ko na masyado what comes to my mind is, how did we give Pakistan 81 points? <laughs> coach Norman, <laughs> can you answer that question? Huh? Coach Norman, how, why did we allow 81 points? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, guys, it, it, the whole thing was a new experience for us. We did not really know those teams. Now, just being honest with you, we had no time to yes, yes. scout those teams. It's not like today where a Gillis team going into a national team tournament, they've scouted all of their opponents before they actually play against them. We yeah. didn't scout any of yeah. our opponents until we actually got there. So we didn't really know. And at, at the same time, you know, the best way to beat teams sometimes is just outscore them. And that's what we do. <laughs> no, but, but, that, but I think, Coach, I think that overemphasizes the, the way the fans see the PBA players. You know, they, they have such high regard for the pros that when you don't play as well as they think you should, they're disappointed and they feel really bad about it. And that's, that's a lot of pressure also. Don Ramon, do you remember, did you guys feel any pressure from the local fans or the Pinoy fans since you guys were supposed to be the, the dream team of the Philippines going to play in that that uh, thing. Did you guys talk about it? Parang may pressure na, na, ano, na mayroong kasama? Sabi Pinoy na nun sa Beijing. Wala na akong uh, uh, maulaala as far as uh, emotions are concerned. Uh, 
yeah. but definitely, uh, yeah, there was uh, a pressure because uh, the China was really the team to beat at the, at the time. Of course, uh, we felt the, the pressure. Plus, uh, the fact that uh, it was hard to in Beijing at the time, uh, you're not used to the climate, no? Uh, ang hirap huminga, uh, probably a lot more higher altitude than compared here sa Manila. That was the most, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, situation na naalaala ko. Uh, ang hirap mong pawisan dahil medyo malamig, ang hirap huminga. Uh, after 5-10 minutes, hinahabol mo na yung hininga mo, no? So, tama talaga yung sinasabi na uh, yung home code advantage. So, yun ang pinaka-disadvantage din namin. Bro. Isa sa malaking disadvantage namin. Bro. Okay. Yeah. I, I remember stories lang about your the treatment that you guys received in Beijing. Uh, you're obviously a mark team. The first all pro team. And uh, it, it appears the hosts went out of their way to make things very uncomfortable uh, for you guys, whether it was the trip to the to the practice facility and uh, the driver dropping you off uh, from uh, far away from the venue or, you know, uh, little things like that. Uh, yeah, Coach Norman's already smiling, yeah. <laughs> do, do, you, do you recall any of uh, that kind of treatment, Coach Norman? Well, the thing I remember most about the trip, and maybe the two guys can verify this is I found that Beijing was just a little bit too disciplined for me. I remember if we stood up in the bus, this the security guard on our like actually he was a military guy would tell us to sit down despite the fact that the military guy was about 19 or 20 years old and he's telling men what to do. He's telling us to sit down. If you walk down the street, they made you walk on the, on the right side of the street. You, you could not cross over. Um, on the sidewalks, you had to be on one side of the sidewalk when you walked. So there was a lot of discipline there that we weren't really used to. Um, uh, there was, let's put it this way. There were some adjustments uh, to the culture there in China at that particular time. Uh, I think Mon would agree with that. Um, uh, there was a lot of adjustments as far as that we had to make um, when we arrived there. Uh, Sid, in relation to your question, uh, I remember this because since uh, Beijing or China is a communist country, Ama Kutkerman said it right, they're really strict. I remember every time we have a game, uh, for some athletes or uh, part of the uh, RP delegation wants to watch our game, so they will uh, join us in the, the bus. Siyempre, eh, before the bus leaves, Bibilangin kami the the the, the guards, the Chinese guards, everyone. So they, they they won't allow too many people in the bus. Ngayon, syempre, nakikipagano kami na uh, we, have, we have to explain to them that these are my, my supporters, our co-players, they want to watch our game. Okay, we will agree. So we'll go to the venue. After the game, kung ilan yung number, like alimawa, they allowed... Uh, 30, 30 people in the bus. Kailangan yun, pabalik ang village, yeah. it's 30 again. 
No, hindi aalis yung bus. It's only 24 or 25. And we cannot avoid sometimes uh, the fans or the, the, the fellow athletes will stay behind uh-huh. and watch other games. So kaya they will go to the other venue to watch uh, right, right. sport. So talaga nagkakaroon ng discussion. And then another thing is uh, when we go back to the village, sometimes, syempre, we have a tendency to uh, if there's if we see a convenience store and then we'll tell the bus drivers, stop, stop, we'll buy something. They won't allow that. Basta, point to point sila. Uh, and then, yeah. ilan yung umalis, kailangan yun din yung take. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, can expect that uh, from uh, them, but recollection about the difference in the, the culture in China. Well, uh, sa akin yung yung pagkain, you know, after after a week of eating in the commissary, medyo masasang na yung amoy ng commissary, you know, at saka <laughs> yung, yung taste ng pagkain. Eh, I, I think it was also, it happened, I'm not pretty sure, but it also happened in Beijing that uh, the Filipinos would bring um, some, ginadalhan ba tayo ala ng mga Filipino cooking noon? No? Yeah, yeah. That's true. So, oh, ginadalhan kami ng mga kababayan okay. natin ng mga lutong yeah. Pinoy because we wouldn't want to eat anymore in, in the uh, in the canteen uh, where, where, where all the athletes eat. No? So basically, ganun lang naman, ano? Okay, but well, just so you know, lang. Last year, the World Cup was held in China, and a lot of the my media friends who were there were actually also complaining about the food. Yeah, we have, ano, we have kind foods sa room, mga mga padala ang tinda misterya nga, champion foods. Sweet, padalang corn yeah. beef. So, so, yun yung mga alternative food namin. At the same time, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, yun yan, the delegation, the Philippine delegation, sometimes put sa uh, uh, adobo or pinagokan for us. Kaya, uh, well, pampoint kami nun. I want to ask Coach Norman, remember, uh, you played China twice in that tournament. And they were the home team. Remember five years ago in Changsha? We were together in Changsha uh, under Coach Tab Baldwin. And you, you, you remember all the tricks that they played on us when our bus didn't want to start. And they, they started fixing our net when we were warming up already for the championship game and all these things. Did you guys get any of that way back in 1990? Was there something like that already cooking? Uh, I can't remember it being as bad as it was in Changsha where they took us up a one-way street. Yeah, yeah, the one-way yeah. street. We yeah, almost died. We were going to die. Because it's like, coming towards us, and we're going up, a, going up the wrong side of the street. And then just before the championship game, our bus broke down in Changshai. So I don't think it was as bad in, in Beijing as it was in Changshai. But I will tell you this. I will say this, and I hope people don't get mad at me. I think the Philippines is a great host whenever they host these tournaments for the national yes. teams. Because yes. some of the things I've experienced, like we played in Japan, Hiroshima, and then all of a sudden in the battle for third place, the last game against Japan, our bus driver gets lost. And we end up getting to the game like 30 minutes before the game. You know, things like that seem to happen whenever the Philippines is on the road in one of these Asian countries. But 
when they come to the Philippines. I tasted the food the last time the Philippines had the tournament here. The food was great. It was great. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody from any country was complaining about the food. So, yeah, maybe we don't treat them the way they treat us sometimes. But yeah, they're maybe we should. Maybe yeah. we should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, know about that. I don't think that's <laughs> what was the second game after Pakistan. Who did we play? We're, we're uh, gonna Japan. talk about Japan. We'll watch a video of that. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have a discussion with Don Ramon Fernandez, Alan K. Dick, and Coach Norman Black, all members of the 1990 Beijing uh, ASHAD. 30 years ago, this is their 30th anniversary. We're going to have more memories when we return right here on an eternity of basketball. Stay with us. And it's that time of the show once again to remind everybody that an eternity of basketball is now in audio form. So you can download all of our past episodes. The episode that we had, Alan K. Dick. The episode that we had, Norman Black. The episode that we had, Ramon Fernandez. They are all available now on Spotify, and uh, you can also check us out now on YouTube. An Eternity of Basketball is now also on YouTube, so not only do you get the audio version, but all the videos are also available now on YouTube from our past and present episodes. We are also uh, also part of the Globally Ballin' Network, and they also have the Globally Ballin' Podcast, a show where we take a surface-level view of sports and opportunities around the world. Check that out as well on mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, mm -hmm. Anchor, and more. And Cassie Gormley has her own show as well. It's called Hang Time with Cassie G. This is about volleyball, all about volleyball and the personalities behind it. Check out all their social media accounts so you can uh, check out Cassie's show on Eternity of Basketball and everything that happens here and the Globally Balling Network. Once again, we continue with an Eternity of Basketball. Myself, Noel Zarate, alongside attorney Charlie Tuna, Sid Ventura, and of course our very special guest, Don Ramon Fernandez, Alan Caide, Coach Norman Black, as we take us back 30 years ago to the 1990 Ancient Games, the first time that professionals were allowed to participate in the open basketball era. So we're talking about that game. The next game was against Japan. And uh, Coach Norman, as you know, Japan was ranked higher than us at the time in the uh, FIBA World Ranking. So uh, what was the expectations coming into that game after an easy win against Pakistan? The game against Japan was a big question mark. It was one of those games that we had to win if we wanted to make it to the finals. Uh, if we had lost to Japan, I don't think we would have made it. And I thought we played very, very well. We stepped up to the plate and we, we did very well against them. But that was a crucial game for us. Remember, I don't think we played South Korea in that particular tournament. We weren't no, the same no, we didn't. Mm -hmm. So we didn't play them, but we had to get past Japan to be able to get to China. And so yeah, that was a true. very, very important game for us. We yeah, played this very well. Yeah. During the preliminary yeah. round, score then was yeah, 78. Yeah, no scoring game uh, in that win against Japan in the preliminary round. So that already fortified our entry into the quarterfinal round. So, uh, game more of it was more of Benji Paras trying to get his way against the bigs. Para to Benji against the big guys of, of Japan, and that freed up guys like yourself, Roddy Magsano, to take all of those open shots. So. Maybe a lot of credit goes to Benji Parat also for uh, for disrupting the Japanese uh, style. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I remember uh, we got our timing in the second half, the third quarter. Yeah. I think we were down by four, 12, 12 points at uh, halftime. 14. And, 14. Uh, 14. 14. We had this run na parang 14, uh, 18 zero blast or something. 
Uh, and then, yun na, ayun, that's where we got our cushion and uh, post along the game. Uh, I know it's the first half is really uh, uphill battle because they're leading most of the time, and we cannot hit our shots that time in half time and first half. Tapos medyo physical yung game at saka syempre we don't have the scouting report on their players that time eh. Uh, parang we're still nakakapa kami lahat eh. So but eventually come second half we got our timing tapos uh, yun we, we got that win. Okay but so that was the game we were down big at the half no? Tapos ang ganda ng start natin sa second half and we were able to catch up what happened at halftime? What was what was the locker room uh, atmosphere? What was the speech given? Who remembers what Coach Sani said uh, to light you guys? You know, to, to light that spark, and then you came out roaring in that second half. Does anyone? Do you recall <laughs> any of you? Not me. The only the only thing I can remember that stuck to my head uh, in that game against Japan was I don't know which part of the game that was. When Sunny, Coach Sunny pulled me over during a timeout and told me, Mon, you have to do something about this already. You have to make your move, something like that. No? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you lang ma remember ko sa game, but as far as how the game went on, I, I uh-huh. Mabuti pa si Alan, alam niya yung takbo ng first half. Kasi ako, wala yun lang. Ako sa sunod-sunod na three points si Coach Alan doon. Kaya nga eh. I think Coach Alan scored 16 straight. Uh, I have a thing na in-upload ko sa YouTube channel. That's why I remember. That's what we're going to show right now. From your YouTube channel. Yeah. I have the team. This is care of Coach Alan's YouTube channel. Yes, yeah, so yeah, 14 points down. 14 points down. Boom! <laughs> okay, how about the note? What was it like, uh, though, gentlemen? In, in being in that gym, it's supposed to be in China, but it's not like 40% for Grabe yun eh. Sunod-sunod talaga tayo rito. Ang galing nung habol. Hmm. Boom! Oh, there. So it's just three consecutive three-point shots. Grabe. Wala na yung benta sa kamay. Ano? May benta pa ba sa kamay yan? Pero pa. It's, it's really a shame that these are the best copies we have of these games. We should have clearer copies of these games because these are the best. Yeah. The, uh, the commentators, by the way, I think this is Dick El Defonso, no? And Dick El Defonso and Waki Trillo. Yeah. Grabe, grabe yung habol na yun. That was, that was crazy. Coach Norman, what was going through your mind when you were seeing all those three-pointers going in? That's why they're pros. Actually, I, I lost you guys for a little while. I just got back. Oh, okay. 
we're just we're watching Alan Kaidik Alan Kaidik in this game against Japan. He was just knocking down shots one after the other in the second half. So we could catch him. His teammates were surprised. I mean, he's a guy who scored about 79 points. That's a trigger man. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're just happy to see that because that was our way of getting into a better position moving into the playoffs. Yeah, no matter how far you are from the screen, you know it's somewhere in taking the free throws, right? Because of his high socks. High socks and the way that he musses up his hair before he takes the shot. But you know, as, as great as Alan played in this tournament, Coach Alan played great, but Samboy also played great. He was also part of the mythical five. Yeah, yeah, he was the one actually who made it to the mythical five. The tournament's all one of the best five team. Uh, Don Ramon, talk about Samboy Lim, yung emergence niya dito sa game na ito. You've been teammates for a long time to San Miguel, and then dito sa, ano, sa tournament na to, nagpakita na naman sa Samboy why he's such a great international player. Talk about Samboy Lim as an international player. Well, uh, yeah, I think international he can uh, create situations on his own. Uh, so kaya kaya niya mag, uh, international play. Uh, we all know uh, the rattle dazzle type of game of some boys. So we just fitted some of the games like uh, uh, That's why he was in the team in the first place, no? Uh, and uh, I think he was even playing injured uh, in the tournament, no? I, if I remember right, in the injection pa yung balikat na during the tournament. In, in, in the game, you know, am I correct, uh, Alan? Yeah, oh, my injury is just a shoulder at the time, but uh, you know, naman si Samboy, uh, pag naglaro, baliwala yung mga injuries na ganyan. Yeah, he only has one speed and all out. All out lang talaga si Samboy, and I guess that also contributed to his, to his injuries as well. And I believe also, right, I think it was after this tournament, he had surgery, rotator cuff issue yun, eh, Samboy. That's correct, that's right. Oh. You know, I'm, I'm looking at some of the I'm looking at some of the Filipino players. Benji Paras is wearing an undershirt. I know Ives Dignadise mm. also would wear an undershirt. And I'm trying to, if you look at them now, how come the shirt was so loose? No, now they wear all these tight compression shirts. But now but back then, diba? Coach Alan, yung yung t-shirt ni Benji parang two sizes bigger. Eh. Uh, well, mm. oh, again. If you're wearing bright uniform, despite the brightness, uh, I have a question for Centro ng Japan. Ano? Benji's been it's guarding him, but he looks, he looks a lot taller than Benji. Yeah, he's seven foot. Boom! 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 
Uh, coach, coach Norman, uh, coach, coach Alan saying his hand was hurting when he was doing all of that. <laughs> yeah, because he was shooting too much. That's why his hand was hurting. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, we talked earlier about the disadvantage of not being able to scout the other teams, but we also had an advantage that they did not really know the Philippine team that well. The other team and a guy like Allen, who's really a three-point shooter who can post stuff and a guy like sam boy who's very athletic they really got away in this tournament because i don't think the other teams were really prepared for them. Oh, there you are there fun. you are coach and the sweater you're wearing the sweater who chose that uniform the coach's uniform coach norman well, if we can stop the video for a while our manager, I think his name was Goating 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 Cock. Cock, yeah. Goating Cock, yeah. Cock. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. actually took us out and, and actually purchased those sweaters for us. So we actually went out and purchased those sweaters there in Beijing. We bought those oh, so it wasn't made in the Philippines. It was it was bought in Beijing. Hmm? It was purchased it was in Beijing, not in, not made in the Philippines. Those particular sweaters, we actually went out and, and, and bought those in Beijing. Yes. Well, well, everything's everything's made in China anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right? It doesn't matter where you buy it. Yeah. So that, that was a crazy, crazy game. What a game. Galing. Coach Alan, yeah. that's one of the games that will stick out forever in your career, which is why you put yeah. it on your YouTube channel. But oh. what 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 the thought process, Coach Alan, when you're when you're down 14 and you're trying to catch up, you know. Ano yung mental part na nangyayari sa'yo dyan, Coach Alan? First uh, we just have to perform well or do better in the first half. Uh, kasi I think that uh, for us, very important kasi sa placing in the quarterfinals. Kasi if we lose that game, we won't be the number one do sa group captain. So we will mm -hmm. be bracketed sa kabilang grupo and then most likely in the mm -hmm. crossover, we will end up China or something, parang gano'n eh. So, it's very important for us to win that game para mag-up tayo sa bracket. Para maka, parang it's a choice eh. Gusto uh, mo bang makasama ang China sa quarterfinals or sa semifinals crossover? Kasi yun ang pinakamahirap eh. What if, uh, mapunta ka sa bilang grupo and then you end up losing to, to Korea and then sa crossover semifinals, you will be like China. So, mahirapan kang magpumasok sa finals, di ba? So, that's right, one right. of the uh, uh, concerns of time. And, uh, we really have to win that game. At saka, syempre, statement game yun eh, because everyone, all, almost every teams are uh, I hope, uh, looking for us eh, dahil nga masyadong publicized yung ano eh, all pro team or professional players yung mga pro. So, parang na-hype masyado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Attention and expectation. Uh, right. North Korea is there also first time to join the Asian Games after so many years. So, medyo nag, ano yun eh, yung focus inside the village is yung sa North Korea na na-shift na spesyado sa, sa Philippine team. Correct, correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also because they have that giant, what? Yung 7-5 uh, seven, seven, guy. 7-8, Who's probably the tallest athlete in the Asian Games, regardless what of sport. Yeah, uh, yeah. What was our next game after Japan? Uh, North Korea in quarterfinals. Okay, really that was the one. And that's what, what, that's what Coach Norman was talking about earlier when Chito Loisaga 
did his yeah. thing, di ba? Against that North Korean 7-8 giant. And the guy yeah. scored 20-something points, but he wanted to kill Chito Loisaga. <laughs> you know, he wanted to kill him. He, he's, he was frustrated. He was complaining to the referees. He couldn't believe that a 6-3 guy was keeping me out of the paint. Anong, anong pakiramdam? Because, you know, Coach Norman, Coach Mon, uh, Don Ramon, Chito Loisaga guarded the both of you many times in your careers. So were you surprised at all that he was doing this to a 7-8 guy? Well, uh, we were laughing that the 7-8 guy was also as thin as a toothpick, so he wasn't really hard for people to outside of uh, the, the key the key hole. No? So uh, he really, Tito really uh, was pushing him the whole time, uh, guarding him, uh, so he got kind of pissed off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Nor Coach Norman? Four fouls in the first half. Oh, yeah, sorry, and he yeah. fouled out eventually. But you, Coach Norman, I'm sure you were like you were so proud about what uh, Chito was doing during that time. Well, Chito was used to playing the imports in the PBA, so he was used to playing bigger guys. Of course, not seven eight, but he was used <laughs> to playing bigger guys. But the the advantage Chito had was, was one. I think Mon will know this as a, as a former teammate of Chito's. He had strong forearms. He had a barrel chest, and he had a strong mm -hmm. base. So if the 7-8 guy wanted to score on Chito, he pretty much had to try to get around him because he wasn't really going to go through him. So if he could not get the ball close enough to the basket, then Chito had the good chance of keeping him away from the basket because of his strong base. So that was always his strength as a Chito's strength as a player. Yeah, we lost Coach Norman there for a bit. I uh, just want to tell you the, the teams that advanced to the quarterfinals, at least in that half, were, of course, the Philippines, North Korea, as we mentioned, the host nation, China, and the United Arab Emirates. So, uh, gentlemen, Coach, uh, Coach Alan at saka Don Ramon, so, tinalo nga natin itong Korea. Actually, tambak sila sa atin by 16 points, uh, 98 to 82. So, let's take a look at some of the highlights there. Kung hindi po kayo naniniwala, 6-8 yung bantay ni Chito Loisaga. 7-8, 7-8, 7-8. 7-8, sorry. His name was Rim Myung Hun, but his uh, English name was Michael Ree. Si Michael Ree. Oh, Rim, Rim Myung Hun. Parang, so parang... Kung binantayan ni Loisaga. Tatay kaya yung Captain Ree sa... Ewan ko sa'yo, Sid. Hindi kami nanonood ng tell mga Korean novela, katulad mo eh. Sige nga, Bianca, play mo kasi yung magre-retire dahil kay Chito Loisaga. Look at Benji Paras, look like a little boy. So yeah, so Chito immediately stole the ball, no? Yeah. You know when 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 Hector Calma misses a 14 15 foot jumper I get surprised because he never usually misses that. Yeah. Coach Norman at this point in Hector's career was he already uh, injury prone or was he still at the top of his game? I'll ask the lang Coach Alan the same question. Coach Alan, si, si Hector ba nung time na ito, ma, ma, matindi pa rin ba o medyo pa-injury prone na siya nun? 
Today, okay, Christian, Hiroshima Asian Games. Remember, he got the yeah, but but he still but by sheer height he was able to score twenty six points I think yeah, before yeah. he fouled out. Yeah. No? But you know that plan, ano, grabbing game plan na yun na ginawa ni Coach Tani sa kanil Coach Norman, ano? Just put my saga on him and he'll be able to take care of this guy. He, he was so big, he couldn't even stand up straight. He was he has a, having a hard time moving. Because look at him, when he's walking, parang he can't even... Mm. Benji is uh, the chest. Lang eh. uh, we were lucky that game, we got the ball from first half. Uh, uh, first half, that the dominate in the North Korean game. Uh, and then we just got the break when we get four out. Nasira uh, siya fine game. That was the most playing time uh, I think uh, Chito had in, in the in the entire tournament of game because they really they really put him in for a long time eh, para bantayan niya si Michael Ree. During the pre-game uh, preparation, uh, uh, Coach Alan or or Don Ramon, if you remember, many um, reaction back to Chito when Coach Tani with him. Oh, you come up, babantay sa seven eight bukas ah. Do, do you recall any you know, uh, violent reaction? Walay, wala akong remember talaga. You have to remember, this is, of course, 30 years ago, but we're watching it as if, ano eh, nangyayari lang, nangyayari lang ng isang araw yan. Actually, kwento ko sa inyo, gentlemen, pinapanood ko ito, itong game na ito, doon sa aking maliit na TV na black and white na ni Vico. Naalala nyo pa ba yung ni Vico noong araw? Meron ako maliit na ni Vico. Dito ko pinapanood. Hindi ko alam kung sino magkakampi, sino magkalaban. Kasi pareho kayong nakadark doon sa black and white TV ko dati. Ayaw nga, no? How was the how was the officiating during this tournament? Did you think that the calls were were one sided in different games, uh, Don Ramon or, or Coach Allen, or or was it parang you know just the usual ta kind na you know iba talaga magtawag sa international tournaments? Eh? Well, it was the, the usual tawagan sa concerned, uh, the usual tawagan sa international uh, nothing. Of your uh, favoring a team or so. So we ended up winning this game because uh, not really to the heroic Chito Saga, complete team effort in Ang Nangyari Jan. It was a 98 to 82 win ng Pilipinas over North Korea. But then, yung next game ng Pilipinas, uh, Coach Norman, can you hear us already at this point? Coach, Coach Norman, can you hear us? Okay, right. Coach Norman, still right. can you hear us, Coach Norman? I can barely hear you guys. I, I heard you were talking about the referees. Yeah, uh, we, did, we, did, we did. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. talked about yeah. the calls a bit. I can, yeah. I always have 
something to say about the referee, right? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know we weren't happy with the way those games were refereed when we played China. <laughs> but the problem was we played so badly, we, we didn't have any room to complain. You know, when you play badly, the last thing you do is the referee. But, um, yeah. yeah, we certainly had some complaints about the referees during the course of the tournament. And I think it was more because we just weren't used to playing with those type of referees. In other words, it was international. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Basketball, they called the game a little bit different than they called it in the PBA. And we had mm-hmm. to make some quick adjustments in that tournament. Right, right. All right. Uh-huh. What, what particular adjustments? I'll ask the players. What particular adjustments, uh, Don Ramon, that you have? Did you have to do? What were the referees more? Ano kita tawag na referee na mas na ibang iba kaysa sa PBA na kailangan yung adjust as players, Don Ramon? Uh, it's hard to uh, compare that tawag ano, but uh, definitely merong kaibahan, no? Uh, Medyo, medyo, ma, yung sa konting contact lang sa points, no? Uh, but uh, overall, in general, basically, uh, the inconsistencies of the referee mm-hmm. are, are, are there all the time, no? Maki sa PBA or sa international uh, 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 games, no? So, you know, ever since I played, uh, yung officiating kasi hindi ko inisip eh. Uh, as I, I don't know if I mentioned it here, because for me, the most uh, consistent uh, uh, thing that's happening in the basketball game is the inconsistencies of the reference. No? So yeah. you just have to, you know, uh, stop thinking about how the the, uh, the calls are going, no? So you really just don't have to mind that already. So, wala, hindi ko masyado naiisip yung calls, no? It will just affect your, your game no? and your mental, right, right. you know. So, so at this point of the competition, the Philippines is already 3 and oh, Wala pa puntado ang Pilipinas at this point. Pero Coach Anan, eto na, China na naabang sa atin. So, ano pinag-usapan niyo sa locker room before lumabas sa court? Host nation, for the first time in the tournament, mas maraming taong kumakampi sa China kaysa sa, sa Pilipinas. Although lumalaban din yung mga ibang Pilipinas yeah. na tayo yun. What was, uh, what was the locker room vibe before going up against China? Nung, pre- nung quarterfinal stage, ha? Hindi ko na masyado matandaan. Pero but I remember, uh, because it's a, a host team, China defending champion, Mm-hmm. It's a big game for us. Uh, it's really a big game for us. So, talagang, we, siguro, the pressure is there to, to beat China. At the same time, yun nga, because we're 3-0, the expectations tumataas, and then parang, ha, ano talaga, uh, all eyes are focused on, on that game. Yeah, but but they came out storming, no? Parang they really wanted to please yung hometown crowd nila. They went into a big lead immediately, and then they left us behind. No, so what was at, at the half? I think we were down by how many, now, Noel? At the half, oh, we were down by, by by thirty already. Was it thirty points already at the half? I think. Uh, Let me get four, 
did, did, did we did we parang did we want to catch up Phil? Did we did we talk about it? Uh, as a 28 team? points. 28 points. Did you still try to really, you know, wholeheartedly try to come back in the second half? Or did we say, looks like it's not our day today. Let's just focus on tomorrow's game already. Is that why it's not up to 65? For us players, this player game, when your opponent is 30 points already at the half, frustration will get in. Copy film mo yung yung pagod tapos medyo frustrated ka because uh, sometimes you, you won't get the call or sometimes uh, parang it's easy for them to shoot for us parang it's very hard parang kapitin mo because of the crowd it's there and then the support uh, so parang it's too easy for them and then suspicious and set ganun ganun ang feeling namin pero we don't see the one na kasi yun yung gusto as much as possible if we can, we try to minimize the need or, or manalo, we'll do that. Kaya lang, hindi ganun. Pero Don, 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 Don Ramon, ngayon, pagkalaban natin ng China, laging sinasabi ng mga gilas Pilipinas players, ang laki nila. Ang hirap kalaban kasi malalaki sila. Ganun din ba yung feeling back in 1990? Noon pa lang, ang lalaki na talaga nila? Yes, definitely. You know, uh, the first time I played, or we played against the Chinese was back in 1974 when we opened diplomatic relationship uh, with them. No? Uh, nakita na namin doon na uh, malalaki talaga sila. Especially the northern Chinese, uh, the guys from the northern part of China near Mongolia. Malalaki talaga. In fact, uh, nakita namin nila Norman yan. Even, if you remember Norman, Right after the tournament, uh, we went to uh, the 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 disco at the Hyatt Hotel with Lito Puyat. I don't know if Norman remembers that, but uh, uh, they were tall, no? especially the Norman, uh, the, the the northern Chinese guys. No? So I seen them in 1974, and I knew. Already by then, uh, ang kalaban talaga natin sa Asia would be the Chinese, no? Uh, for, because of, of height factor. No? But of course, uh, magagaling na rin sila, no? Matagal, matagal na rin silang naglalaro ng basketball even when they were still closed, no? Hindi pa sila nag-open up sa uh, international competition. Uh, malakas na yung liga talaga nila. Marami na yung mga players. Mabibilis din, no? Uh, so, of course, ang biggest uh, advantage talaga nila, which was our disadvantage, was the height, uh, the height factor. So, can you imagine, you know, that 1990 team, I think, Benji Paras was our tallest, no? Uh, yes. At 6'5 at, at the time, no? Sampang, sampang yung mga palaban namin na sa... 610, 611. Uh, no? So, again, that was really the problem of the Pinoy. Guys, yeah. I apologize yeah. for not being able to hear everything being said. Right, but right. I did, I did hear a little bit of the question about half-time of the game. Yes. Yes. I can tell you exactly what Coach Sonny was thinking because he told me. Mm -hmm. Okay. By so much at halftime, he basically 
He said, I have to save these guys for the next game. I don't think we can come back in this one. I've got to save their legs because they're going to need to make it to the finals. And if you notice, in the second half, he didn't really play the starters that long. Uh, mm -hmm. Went to the second string a little bit more. And his thinking was he just needed to save their leg. So remember, we're playing almost every day back-to-back mm -hmm. -back mm -hmm. games. So if we wanted to make it to the finals, we had to win that next game. So his thinking was, as he just started thinking forward, I don't think we can come back from 38 points down at halftime. It's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot at the beginning of the second half. If we can't cut that lead down, then we're going to have to look forward to the next game. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, China went on to win that game 125 to 60, which is still one of the worst defeats the Philippines suffered in international competition. But then there was this all-important game. The final game of the quarterfinals was against the United Arab Emirates. And uh, I was asking... The following day. Right. Huh? It was the following day. It was the it following was the day after... Right after the China yeah. game against the United Arab Emirates. So, Coach Alan, before we went on the air, the final score in that one was 80 to 75 against a, a United Arab Emirates that is not really known for basketball. Now, what happened in that game? Why did we lose that in an all-important game? Well, siguro that time, uh, we were a bit tired with that China uh, game because the following game yon and the following day. And then probably uh, in frustration about the loss. Very for us, because players sometimes it's elementary. It's humiliating loss, like 65 points. So pressure to that game is still high. And UAP, that team is also a strong team. They have a formidable team. They have. I remember there's a point right there. I forget the name. Good lefty. He single-handedly win the game for them. Let's go up and para you collective effort and team natin to win. Okay. Yeah. After win, yeah, that win. What? 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 After that win, what's ano? That the championship game already, right? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, what happened there is actually you can bracket. Okay, lang. No, the Philippines will still finish number two in the bracket despite uh, losing to China. But what was interesting is what happened in the other bracket where Japan, South Korea, Chinese Taipei, and Iran were all together because South Korea lost to Japan. Japan. Yeah. Uh, lost to Japan in the opening game, uh, ninety-four to ninety-one. But then Japan lost to Iran. 71 to 70, so nagkalabu-labu pa sila doon. And it turns out, because of what happened to South Korea, they were not able to become the number one team in that yeah. group. Therefore, in the crossover, Korea had to go up against China, and the Philippines had to go up against Japan. Coach Norman, if you heard what I said, when you found out that Korea was going to be, it's going to be um, no collision course with Korea, what was it like now in the Philippine contingent, knowing that you would be going up against Japan, a team you had already beaten before? Well, first of all, when we lost to China, we got hammered in the press. Yes. Oh. And even though we were, we were in Beijing, we knew about it, we heard about it. The fact that we lost by such a large margin. 
So it was a welcome relief, the fact that we were going up against a team in that semis that we had already beaten and we already faced, and we weren't going up against South Korea. That was a good thing. But at the same time, we had to rebuild our confidence back because, remember, we had just got beaten so badly, and everybody in the Philippines was really hard on us at that time. They were really critical of our performance. So I thought Coach Sonny did a great job rebuilding the confidence of the players for that semifinal game. That was very, very important. The one thing you have to understand in basketball is whether you lose by one point or whether you lose by 30 points, it's all the same. You've got to move on to the next game. You have to move on to the next game. I thought Sonny did a great job of preparing the team for the next game, despite the fact that we lost so badly against China. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Ramon, nung natalo kayo ng ganong kalaki sa China, you being a former, from the from the former national team, the old guard, kumbaga, ng yung dating national team, did you have anything to say to the team uh, to help out ito si Coach Sunny get their, uh, get their confidence back after that big loss to China? Uh, I wouldn't remember exactly uh, if I have said some something like that, no. But of course, uh, uh, we we deal with that was not the first time that uh, we lost that much, not as much, no. But uh, we experienced that also in the Tehran Asian Games. When we lost about uh, 45 points to Israel, no? so I'm pretty much experienced as far as losing that large uh, margin. Yeah, uh, yeah. All I can, all I can remember was I wanted to be a turtle uh, <laughs> after the game. Little <laughs> <laughs> turtle to get Really. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure we, we met and we talked among ourselves and what we really have to do. What's really important at that point was just to forget about everything, just like what Norman said, uh, losing by one point and losing by 50 points, talo pa rin kayo, it's the same thing. No? So uh, the usual thing that you, a team would do is to really just uh, try to erase that from your memory going into the the next game. Kotala ka ng memory mo don after that after that loss. Tapos after winning barely against United Arab Emirates, eto kalaban yun ay Japan. Ano na to? Pag nanalo kayo na sa gold medal match na kayo, nalalaman mo kung paano yun pinaghandaan sa kung ano siya sabi at kung ano usap usap niyo pag ay pumasok sa court against Japan dito sa tennis. Hindi ko na exact kung matandaan din, but I'm sure. Uh, this is a big game for us uh, in our minds na if we win this one, we'll be in the final. So, uh, masusurpass yung 1986 ano namin, uh, mm-hmm. uh, bronze medal finish if we will win this game. Kaya, uh, I'm sure all the players that time are really ano, uh, eager to win this game. Kaya talagang focus na dun yung uh, dedication, determination to, to win this game. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny was in the other semifinals, um, South Korea actually almost beat China. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, ninety-two, ninety-two, eighty-eight was the was the final score, and South Korea actually led by seven points at halftime. But then again, uh, it's in Beijing, so it's uh, almost <laughs> impossible to beat uh, China 
in China, right? But um, have you ever wondered what would have happened if it would have been Philippines versus uh, South Korea in the gold medal match? Uh, well, Coach Norman, I think I don't know if you heard that. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Uh, uh, the, the question of Sid is, you know, South Korea almost beat China. So would you have uh, imagined what it would be like if it was South Korea going up against the Philippines in that gold medal match instead of China? It would have been more difficult if we had faced South Korea. I think they had the stronger team. They were a stronger team than Japan that, that year. Um, but why do you worry about that? I mean, everybody has a final. So I think the thought process at that time was let's just beat Japan so we get another chance at China to redeem ourselves. Mm -hmm. That was the thought process at that time. But there's no question in my mind from scouting the tournament and watching the games that South Korea was the stronger team. And it just mm -hmm. happened that they got eliminated. But, but yeah. Coach Norman, at the half, we were down by five points against Japan. So it, was, it felt like the preliminary round all over again. When we were down 14 in the preliminary round at halftime, now we're only down five, but we were still down against Japan. So what was the prep talk like at halftime just to get, to get motivated for that second half? Well, I don't know the exact, I can't remember the exact words of Sonny. But I think there was a determination on the part of everyone. Um, I, I did say earlier that whether you lose by one or whether you lose by 38, it's still the same. But mm -hmm. actually, in, in reality, it's not the same. You feel really bad when you lose by a large amount. And we really wanted to redeem ourselves and beat Japan. And this was our chance to get it done. We had been down okay. against them the first time we played them. So I thought the players were still pretty confident that they could come back. Yes. What was the what was the final score, guys, in the in this Japan game? This is the second ninety-four ninety. So we then the first game we won by how many? Against eight, Japan. Eight points. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, this one was this one was closer. I, I, if I recall correctly, I think it was Big Nadise who hit the dagger uh, in that semi-final match. Jumper, the I may be wrong, but yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a like a step back jumper. Uh, from the uh, from the elbow, if I if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, go match another rematch with China, and this time the score was um, a little closer, more comfortable now. Uh, Fourteen points was the uh, uh, was the final uh, winning margin of China. But were there any special instructions to the team before that gold medal match uh, from Coach Sunny, uh, Coach Alan? Yeah. It's very hard. You also have to remember that, that China already had, the Chinese Basketball Association was already alive. Although it was only six years old, 1984, the CBA. But these players, Coach Alan mentioned a few, Sila Huwei Dong, Sila Wang Fei, Shantao, Majian, Adiljan. These were the star players already of that league. So technically, they also had 
a dream team, but not not like the Philippines. So now looking back in hindsight, you know, after that entire experience, uh, Don Ramon, uh, your that was your last time to represent the country. I don't know, kasama ko si Don Ramon no 94 uh, sa Hiroshima. No more, no more. I, I beg no, wala na, wala na. We, we, we won the All Filipino in 1994. Uh, we were supposed to, but I had an injury that I know. Uh, uh, we thought I, I could uh, uh, had myself replaced in, in the team before. Mm. So, enter Jerry Codinera and, and Alvin Patrimonio in the time. But going back, Don Ramon, that was your last national team. No, 1990. Uh, what? How special was it for you, na as a PBA player, nakasama ka ulit sa national team? Well, yeah, uh, it was an achievement of course because uh, having, as I mentioned earlier, in the 1974 team, I was the youngest, and uh, in the 1990 team, I was the oldest of the team. So <laughs> for me, for me, that was an achievement in the sense that. Uh, Yung longevity ng playing career ko expand uh, that much time, no? Right, so, right. yeah. Sino yung roommate mo doon, Don Ramon, during the Asian Games? Marami kami sa isang kwarto noon, eh. Oh, first, I remember Alvin, Alvin Patrimonio, several other guys. I, I can't remember exactly, but I could remember... Uh, magkakalapit lang yung mga beds namin, no? Okay. So, uh, naiinis nga si Norman every time because uh, in the night, uh, we would play Mabjong uh, in the night time. So, si Norman was like, was like a policeman. He, he, was, he was like a policeman uh, uh, watching over us. No? So, kailangan, 10 o'clock in the evening, tapos na yung games. No? <laughs> <laughs> I remember exactly ilan kami dun sa room na yun. Okay na bonding yun. It wasn't, it wasn't two to room. Bala. Not two to room yun. Ikaw, Coach Alan, what was the fondest memory that you will take home from that 1990 team na nasabi mo kanina, especially nakapag-represent ka sa Philippines yung 86. Akala mo hindi na mangyayari ulit yung nag-PBA ka. Pero 1990, eto na naman. And not only that, 94, 98, diretso pa rin ang, ang uh, sama mo sa national team. So, pero being the first, among the first na nag-PBA na doon nga sa 1990 team, what was the experience like for you? What will you take home from it? Overall, it's a great experience even though we get the gold. Pero silver medal is the highest spirit after how many years. Diba? So, nag-surpass ka agad yung bronze medal so we're so thank you and uh, we bring home America. But uh dun sa 1990 man, if I remember it right. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh Papamon. We celebrated the birthday of uh Edgy Parasin uh Papamon October one and October. October. Yes, correct. Yes. I have October three, October three. In fact, uh, uh, binigyan ako na ng $100 si Goting Cook na sa time of birthday business na akin. Yan pala, Okay. Coach Norman, I think you had a game on that day, eh? But the funniest experience really that I will never forget uh, in that uh, experience 
was when we were going home. Uh, we were at the airport uh, in Beijing. We were going. We were going to fly to Hong Kong to stay there for a few days, no? So, habang nandun kami sa airport sa Beijing, we were just standing up. Ako, Benji Paras is there. Si Lito Kuyat was there. So, we were talking among ourselves. And, may daladalang ako si Casey Lito Kuyat, eh. Binaba niya sa tabi ni Benji. Sabi niya, Benji, pakitingnan mo itong atasikis ko, ha? Pakitingnan ang sinabi niya, eh. Pakitingnan mo ito, ha? Nilagay niya sa panel. So, we're talking, talking. Pagdating namin sa Hong Kong, sabi mo nito, Benji, nasa na yung atasikis ko? Naiwan sa Beijing. So, he had to call the basketball officials sa Beijing to look for his anticipation. Mabuti na lang, nahanap, nabalik na lang sa kanya. Hindi naman sinabi yung buhatin mo, di ba? Hindi naman sinabi yung buhatin mo. Hindi naman, mo, dalhin mo. O, dalhin mo, ikaw bahala dahil. Sinabi, tingnan mo lang. Remember that, Papa mo, that was the most. Confirmed, confirmed yung kwento. Okay, Coach Norman, You think it would have made a big difference if we had at least, let's say, a month or two of practice rather than just two weeks? Say that again, please. Would it have been a different? Would it have been different if we had more time to practice, not just two weeks? If we had, let's say, maybe two months of practice, three months? No question. It would have made a huge difference. Even against China. Even against China. Yeah. And um. Against China, you mean? Yes. Well, I think we could have done a lot of things differently. I mean, we didn't scout them at all, which we should have done. But like I said, the preparation time was quite short. Um, in addition to that, you know, things have changed a little bit, right? I mean, look at the entire tournament. Even against the Japanese, South Koreans, we still lack the size. We didn't really have the size that some of the other teams have. We've made up for that now because we have an import. We have a, a naturalized player who has size mm -hmm. can help us in that area. Uh, so there are other things that we could have done probably then. But remember, at that particular time, we were just getting back into international basketball again using the pro players. Before that, we used the NCC team, but the pro players never participated. So it was almost like we were starting from scratch. Right. And we had to learn our lessons first before we could really get out there and compete against uh, teams like China uh, and South Korea. So we did the best we could at that particular time. I don't think anybody was happy with the results. I'm sure Amon wasn't, Allen wasn't, certainly Sonny Jaworski wasn't happy with it. Um, we had to come home and we had to listen to it. There were a lot of negative uh, comments uh, because of our performance, even though we got a silver, silver medal, which... Uh, yeah. um, I don't think it's been done since, has it? No. no, no. The, uh, no. That's the highest instance. finish. That's the highest finish we have. No, long Since the early yeah. 60s, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's since the early 60s. Because we did win before. We did, yeah. win, yeah. we did win the Asian Games already before. 1966, yeah, or 62. Yeah. I have one more question for you, Coach Norman. Then, in 1994, the reins were handed to you. You were now the head coach 
of the national team, bringing the core of your San Miguel team with a few guys from uh, like Johnny Abarientos, Jericho Dinera, Alvin Patrimonio, and two amateurs from Adamson University, and um, uh, Marlo Aquino and, and Kenneth Durandes in Hiroshima. So did the lessons from 1990 uh, affect the way that you planned for the 1994 Asian Games? Well, when I think back to 1994 in Hiroshima, uh, you know, about three or four of the players actually arrived after the after we arrived there, maybe a couple of days before we started playing the tournament. The PBA was still going on at that time, and I believe Pure Foods still had games. So Jerry Codinera, Alvin Patrimonio, um, Ray Evangelista, yeah, those guys showed up after we arrived in Hiroshima. So you can imagine... Our preparation was not very, very good for that particular tournament. I think the PBA has done a much better job of trying to make their calendar very open to helping the national team succeed. But back in those days, uh, um, you can say that it was a little bit of a conflict between the national team games and the PBA representing the national team with the PBA players because there was very little time to prepare for the players and the coaches who were coaching those teams at that time. Yeah, baby steps at least as the program goes in 1990. But of course, we did reap the benefits eventually. Uh, we did uh, finish with the silver medal twice in the FIFA Asian Championships and in the Asian Games. We've also done pretty well. So, Sid, go ahead. You have a question. Yes, Sid. No, yeah, yeah, just uh, to connect to what uh, Coach Norman said about um, the team getting bashed when they came home, even though they won a silver medal, and which has not been replicated since. But I'd just like to ask uh, all three of you, start with Coach Alan, just how big of a reality check um, was the, were the twin losses to, uh, to, to China uh, for in, in terms of, you know, Philippine basketball? Um, yeah, from, from, from the very beginning, uh, I've always felt that... Uh, uh, with the coming in of uh, China, mahihirapan na tayo mag-champion sa Asian Games. I know that was the reality at the time. No? Uh, sabi ko nga, yung, yung, during those times already, uh, kung kakalabanin, maglalaban tayo sa China, sampung beses, kung makadalawa, makatatlo na tayo, uh, swerte nga para sa atin, no? Uh, they were just really on top of their game at the time. Uh, so, coupled with the fact na may yung height factor was in their favor, uh, mahirapan talaga tayo. So, I know for a fact that mahirapan na tayo to get back the, uh, the number one spot sa China up to now. No? Mahirapan tayo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with uh, Papa Mon. Uh, on, uh, the domination of Will Kainas' uh, height advantage is uh, a lucky factor. It's really an uh, international competition. Height is really important. Uh, you can see right now, even the uh, Middle Eastern movies, we're still trying because uh, so we improve, uh, we in basketball improve, but the other Asian teams also improve. So medyo, it's really a tough competition for all of us. Uh, uh, that's why 
I can see the difference kasi when we won 1985 PBC, the last uh, uh, the Cuba Asia now, ano, yung PBC that uh, Mercury naturalized player. And then when we competed in 1986 uh, Asian Games, we lost to China uh, with a margin on the third place of the better time. And then pagdating ng 1990, we lost again to China. So you can see the difference. Uh, we really needed the enforcement. Uh, that's the next player for us to win in the last And even with the natural life, hirap na hirap pa rin tayo. Yes. Yeah, but we are getting close, Charlie. Remember 2018, China only beat us by three points na lang, no Asian Games. In fact, we were supposed to win that game two before Aaron just made the layup. Two, but that's points, two, two points, two points, two points. Two points. Oh, sorry, two points I, lang. I was there at the venue. Yeah. That's right. So there, <laughs> we are getting close also. But again, gentlemen, if you, if you have nothing further for our three guests, uh, Charlie, do you still have anything uh, else for our three guests? Uh, I was, gonna, I was just going to ask. I was going to ask, uh, maybe si Coach Alan na lang. I'll just rapid fire a few questions no, to, to Coach Alan. Coach Alan, just answer me whether it's the first or the second that I will say. Wala na explanation. You just make your choice. I'll just I'll throw you a question. Huh? Coach Alan, Wang Libin or Majan? Oh, sorry, sorry. Wang Libin or Wajan? Majan. Majan. Wang Libin. Okay. Lee Chung Hee or Her J? Lee Chung Hee. Lee Chung Hee. <laughs> Hu Wei Tong or Zhang Bin? Hu Wei Tong. Hu Wei Tong. China or South Korea? China. China. Bong Alvarez or Nelson Asaitono? <laughs> <laughs> Bong Alvarez. Before we end, there's one question that they want to hear, the fans that are listening to us now on, on the followers. Um, do you have any finals predictions, Heat or Lakers? There you go. Coach Norman? Coach Norman, Heat or Lakers? I can barely hear you guys. My, so Miami Heat or LA Lakers? I answered your question earlier. I think I heard oh, okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And um, we affect um, after we lost to them. Was that your question earlier? Which one? Uh, uh, China. I just wanted to say that when we got back from the from, from uh, Beijing, I really felt like somebody had stuck a pin in our balloon. I think Martin and, and, and Ali can can vouch for this. That we were almost like TV stars or movie stars here in the Philippines before we went to Beijing. And maybe, you know, somebody like pricked the balloon and all, all of a sudden some of the air came out of the balloon and we weren't as big as we were when we left to go to Beijing. But Martin and I actually got the Chinese national team back twice. We got them back in Rizal Memorial where we beat their national team with San Miguel. Mm-hmm. Mark, yeah. remember that. And, then, and we also got them back in Phil Sports. And we beat them in Phil Sports. Then we beat their national team when they came into the Philippines. So, of course, I, I was part of those, those teams that, that actually beat them. But And I think it was even, what, Bobby Ray Parks? Yeah. Wasn't that the, the Liaoning? That was the Liaoning, I so, think. It's yeah. not the same as the Asian games, but we did get them back a little bit. <laughs> I, 
I thought that you know we had to rebuild our reputation as, as a PBA after that tournament. Uh, even though we yeah. got the silver medal, we still had to rebuild our reputation, and we also had to start rebuilding our national team so that we could compete on a regular basis. Okay. Actually, after the Asian Games, uh, after yeah, after that Asian Games, the attendance in PBA uh, dropped dramatically. The live, uh, the live, the live gate attendance. There was one uh, commenter who said that, but I also remember that. Yeah, um, it was like a, a big reality check to everyone that okay, uh, okay, these guys weren't as, uh, as invincible. Uh, they weren't invincible. Invincible as we thought they were. They lost it. Yeah, I remember the rest of the 1990s and the uh, the attendance for PBA games went really went down uh, after that game. So yeah, that, that was part of the reality check. I don't know if you remember those. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That. Clearly. How about you, uh, Don Ramon? Do you follow the NBA? Any Heat Lakers uh, predictions? Well, to tell you guys frankly, ever since I uh, retired, hindi na ako nanonood ng basketball, PBA, and perhaps organization of the championship series, I'd watch a few quarters in the game, no, but Mm -hmm. uh, totally uh, stopped watching the games. I have had enough of basketball. In oh, yeah, I was gonna say, no over basketball, over basketball. Over eternity, na si Don Ramon. No over eternity. That's why, like Norman mentioned, now that we played China uh, after the Beijing games, I don't remember even Norman that we played them. <laughs> I don't even remember. You must you must understand me. After having played more than a thousand plus games, I cannot recall right away right now. I have to <laughs> go down to my, <laughs> my memory bank uh, to try to remember these games you know, or have to watch them again for me to remember. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I don't watch uh, the game anymore except uh, every now and then, especially when uh, San Miguel plays and uh, during the championship, uh, not even the NBA. So, uh, uh, you know, I moved on from basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Coach Norman, how about you? Any finals predictions between the Lakers and Miami? Uh, Miami versus the Lakers? Yes. Yeah. Actually, I, I chose um, the Lakers to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But now that Coach Spo is part of it, I hope the Miami wins. That's being Filipino, Coach Norman. I chose the Lakers. You know, Lakers Laker style. Oh, Lakers in okay. the style. Okay. So that that's that's it for for uh, for revisiting uh, 30 years ago, and of course some of our guests remember details of 30 years ago. One thing that we all remember is that the Philippines sent its best players and their best first professional team to the first international competition ever since the advent of basketball. And we did finish the silver medal, the Beijing in 1990. We'd like to thank uh, Alan Kennedy, Norman Black, and Ramon Fernandez. For revisiting us, Dito, Sanitarity of Basketball. They've been our guests before. 
Thank you for joining us once again. Uh, any last greetings? I'll start with Coach Alan. Any last greetings bago namin kayo kaawalan? Coach Alan. Uh, thank you for this. Uh, and congratulations sa uh, inyong 50th episode. Uh, thank you. Thank you. To watch my YouTube channel. Uh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Sorry po. Binunod na nga namin, Coach, eh, yung mga videos mo. Eh. <laughs> Coach Norman, uh, your last thoughts and uh, take care there inside the bubble. Yeah, Marami, salam. Thank you guys for inviting me over. It's nice to see Alan and, um, and, and Mon again. Um, I wish your show the best of luck oh, in the future. You. And anytime you need me back on, just let, let me know. Thank you. thank you so much, Coach. Thank you. We might actually do a bubble episode. We don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Last but not least, uh, any last message to our listeners uh, and viewers? Well, uh, again, thank you for inviting me to this uh, uh, session. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm much really more uh, concentrated right now in uh, helping prepare our athletes uh, for the Tokyo Olympics. No? That's right. uh, foremost in my mind is uh, getting that uh, first gold that we've been longing for uh, in, in the Olympics. No? So yes. uh, I hope uh, our uh, sports lovers, our sports uh, stakeholders and the followers uh, would uh, support our athletes no? uh, looking forward. That if COVID would allow us to do that next year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you oh, have our full support. You have our full support. Yes, of course. Maraming salamat again, gentlemen. For being with us for episode 50. And of course, nakatawid na tayo. Past our golden uh, anniversary. So anything uh, over this is more golden. Of course, upcoming would be episode 51. Sa Sabado po na umaga magaganap doon. And uh, I don't know if Bianca has the poster already, Charlie. Well, yeah, the guy, the guy that we're having on on Saturday, I don't think Bianca has Bianca have the poster unless you if you okay. didn't send it. But the, <laughs> we're on sat on Saturday morning at on, at nine a.m. This I, he was kind of like Alan Kaidik before Alan Kaidik back in the seventies, early eighties. He was from FEU and he played in the PBA for UTEX, uh, San Miguel, who else? Gold Eagle, right? His name is yeah, His name yeah, Galion also. His name is Renato. Renato Lobo, Etok Lobo will be our guest on Saturday, all the way from Chicago in the USA. So that's 9 a.m. on Saturday morning. Please join us here for episode 51 ng AEOB. Umabot na tayo na 51. We're getting old, guys. Well, this show is older than us in terms of age already. I know Charlie and Steve. So on behalf of our partners again, Attorney Charlie Kuna, Sid Ventura, and our guest, Coach Alan KD, Coach Norman Black, and Don Ramon Fernandez. Ito po si Noel Zaraten. Papaalam, episode 50 is now in the book. See you this coming Saturday for episode 51 of An Eternity of Basketball. Paalam. Thank you, coaches. Thank you, guys. That concludes this episode of An Eternity of Basketball. As a reminder for this show and others like it and projects like it, go to globallyballin.com as well as follow Globally Ballin on all social media, including facebook.com slash globallyballin, Twitter at globallyballin, and Instagram. You can also follow this show directly 
at an eternity of basketball on Instagram or facebook.com slash an eternity of basketball. Thank you and make sure to catch next week's episode.